0: Welcome to Ed Talk. I'm your host, Tamara, and today we're going to talk about home learning tips. We're going to discuss tips that can be applied to all households, and that means if you're homeschooling, if you're working with a quarantine child, or if you're just trying to instill some good study habits for your child to do homework or to do some extra studying to get prepared for maybe the SATs and things of that nature, then that is what today's episode is about. We're going to hopefully make things a little easier on you and your child. Today's first tip is about routines. And I know we have said this over and over, and people have heard this, yes, yes, I know I need a routine for my child. However, a routine schedule is the best for learning. And I would like to take that a little further than just, you know, a basic routine of the day and talk about how it is important to set up a routine that meets your child's learning style. So we're going to take the learning style, whether they learn best in bright light, or they learn best in a quiet zone, or maybe they learn best at a certain time of day. We're going to expand upon that and really focus on the child's learning style. So there's, let's see, an example of that is maybe you're most alert and productive in the morning. Well, that's when you're going to plan the bulk of the learning for the child. If afternoons are your child's strongest time, then that's when you should set up a routine that matches that strength. Some students also work best for about one hour, and then they need a little break, maybe a 15-minute break. Some need quite a bit longer break, maybe an hour or even a a few hours. It really depends on how that child learns and what their capacity for learning is, all right? For example, I know of a student that did really great between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning, but then the next time that their brain was ready to learn. wasn't until 3 p.m. So they had that huge gap in there, but that's really important to understand because then you know when to maximize learning. All right. So the point is with all this routine, 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 because we need to be aware of each child's learning style and then construct that routine around that learning style. Okay, so routine was our tip number one. Our next tip is actually about distractions. Well, or getting rid of them, right? Um, we're discussing learning for children. And when we discuss learning for children, children tend to towards they tend to gravitate towards what piques their interest. And adults as well, if we're gonna be truthful, right? So when you set up a study area, Think about what is in that study area or around or even near that learning space. Do you have a game console, console nearby or, you know, like with PS4, uh, Switch, any of those, or even an iPad, you know, depending on what their learning platform is or their the technology they're using. Think about us as adults. When we have our phone nearby, we want to constantly reach for it, right? Same thing for the children. We have to make sure we eliminate things. Not just technology, but we need to th- make sure we uh, eliminate things such as stuffed animals. Uh, what about uh, papers? Like if a child is focusing on math, but you've got their reading stuff nearby. They're going to be thinking about that reading work and not focusing on math. So eliminate those distractions because, you know, well, let me, let me just, I have a really great friend and they love books, right? She loves books, but When she's focused on a project, she has to clear her room of all of the books in the room because she is so drawn to the books that she'll find herself in a big comfy chair, just engaged in that book, and she just forgets about her project. So we learn our own learning styles and our own capacities for learning. We need to help our children learn them as well, take ownership in that, clear away all the distractions that are distractions for that child, or help them clear away their own distractions. And it's never too early to talk to the students about what their distractions are and have that conversation say, all right, you know that that stuffed animal, you tend to play with that more than actually focusing. So why don't we just go take the stuffed animal, go put them in the other room. And then, you know, these, these are things you need to do. Just talk to the student about it. Say, Hey, I know a really great idea. Or, oh, I, you know what I use with my nephew all the time is I say, hey, you know what works for me when I'm studying or when I have a huge job to do? I take all the things that distract me and I put them in a basket and I take them to the other room so I'm not tempted to play with them while I'm trying to focus on my, my task or my homework. And, and that gives them the idea and they go, oh, maybe I should do that too. And they'll try it. Just give the children the empowerment to take care of it as well we have to role model sometimes and we also have to just show them what are, what is best practices right uh, just just like brushing teeth They see us brushing teeth. We tell them it's important to brush teeth. We show them how to brush their teeth. And then it becomes a habit that they have for the rest of their life. It's the same thing. Give them good study habits for the rest of their lives. Right? So that's tip number two, getting rid of distractions. Oh, wait, I forgot a big part of that. People. (laughs) But we have to also think about the learning style of our child and concentration. And I say that because literally one of my family members just walked by and I got distracted and I forgot to bring that up. And, um, so you have to make sure that when you have someone working on a task, that the room is clear of family members as well. And for two reasons, one, the child's trying to focus on doing their work But the other thing is it's tempting for other family members to just pop in and just ask a real quick question. Um, and that's exactly what just happened is I didn't have my door closed all the way and you know, they just kind of looked in the door and they were about to ask me a question. And then I got a little bit off topic. So there you go. Distractions of all types. They can be physical. They can be tangible. But it's important to realize that we need to really set up everything to the best of our ability to help our child focus on their work. Okay, now tip number three is all about breaks. Breaks are very important for the brain to process new information and for students to have time to think about how to apply the new information or they need to reflect upon the new information and reframe the knowledge in such a way that it makes sense to them. Breaks can also give the brain time to rest, and therefore it will be more receptive to more information later that same day. So, just like our bodies need nutrition to keep it functioning, our brain also needs time to keep it functioning at pink level, right? It needs that break time. So, some tips to incorporate during your break time, walking, exercising, drinking water. And I just want to throw this out there, parents, that boys especially, it's the research has proven that boys actually need more water. So it's really great to have um, just a water bottle near their station. Um, Not if they're going to play with it, though. I've had that happen. But, you know, make sure that they're well hydrated. Um, Take breaks to eat a healthy snack. Um, Those are all different ways that we can take care of our brain, take a break. About 15 minutes is usually a good break. Of course, it's very important to understand your child's capacity and your child's needs because some children do need much longer breaks. All right, I want you to think about a time when you have had the answer on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't say it. You can't just come up with that that thought, that person or that song, or, you know, you're having a conversation and you're like, oh, I know this. I know this. Oh, it's going to come to me in the middle of the night. And sure enough, later that same day, when you're resting, when you're not thinking about this subject any longer, boom, all of a sudden it comes to your mind. Well, that's an example of why we need to take breaks and let our brain process and let our brain rest. So make sure you schedule in some breaks. And this isn't just best practices for students learning at home. It's also best practices for yourself. So make sure we all take care of ourselves and give, our, give ourselves some breaks throughout the day. Scheduled, healthy, fun breaks. Okay. This next tip is all about hand-eye coordination. And I remember when I first came across this research and information as an educator, I could not believe how I had been a neglecting it and B how important it was to the education of all children. And we just talked about breaks and to go along with breaks, this tip is going to help your brain function better and it's going to help build connections within your brain. So, hand-eye coordination is really simple. It's things such as playing ball, you know, catching and throwing, really important, or any other type of light physical games. And these are ways in which we're going to train our brain with our hand-eye coordination or train our fine and large motor skills. And a lot of people are like, what? How does that help with learning? Believe it or not, a huge... um. A percentage of our children struggle at first for reading. And it's going from left to right, because that's how we have English set up is we read from left to right. And it's getting the eyes to go in the motion that we want them to with the words. And by having these hand-eye coordination games like throwing ball, catching ball, bouncing balls, things that those are just really simple ones I'm suggesting, but it trains our eyes and our hands and our brain to work together. So it's really important that you have those types of skills. Research shows that using play therapy can improve our study skills and specifically our reading skills. So, um, There are some students also that cannot sit still. We know this. This is very typical. And actually, if you talk to any educator today that have been in the profession for a long time, over the last, I want to say, probably 30 years, it has definitely increased. I have more wigglers now than I've ever had. And that goes not just for elementary students, but secondary students as well. Well, there are some simple little things you can do and... Uh, to get students to bend down, twist, pick things up. Um, so you can push heavy items across the floor. So like a little race, you know, where you're pushing, it could be, um, you know, just a box full of books and push it across the floor that can help students. These are some things that they use in physical therapy, occupational therapy, and, um, there's bending and twisting can also help a child regulate their body and brain's needs and allow them to focus more on the next learning task. So when you're having those breaks, you know, get some of that hand-eye coordination play in there as well. Um, I have actually, uh, done some things in the classroom when I see several students getting squirrely and they just cannot settle down for a reading lesson. I actually have the entire class stop. They just, I say, okay, everybody pause, We're going to stop what we're doing, and I just make up some silly songs on the spot, just like, everybody stop, everybody stand, everybody now, touch your toes. Everybody stop, everybody stand, everyone now, touch your toes. I know it's really silly, and I don't have the best singing voice. However, it's just getting them to bend down and to stand up and then i might sing like let's twist to the side let's twist to the other side you know right left help you know reinforce those if they're younger but just getting them to do something just little stretches and stuff and um i know a lot of teachers use go noodle and that's fine but uh and parents you can use go noodle at home those are good little breaks physical movement breaks however sometimes the Go Noodle or other types of little YouTube uh, videos, they can actually be overstimulating for some children. So I just want to throw that caution out there. So, just maybe just something really simple, get them to move, twist, bend, push things, whatever it may be. A few deep breaths. Then we settle down into our seats. We're going to focus on reading, and that's what we do. So that's just ways that you can do that to get kids back on focus. When you see that they're squirrely, they want to move, get that physical movement, that hand-eye coordination. You know, sometimes I have just those little squishy balls and it's just tossing it from left hand to right hand, left hand to right hand, or actually even just, you know, handing it from one student to the next, handing something around the circle Just simple little things, give them a brain break, as well as giving them some hand-eye coordination little tasks, and then they refocus and get back into the lesson. I cannot say enough about Purposeful Play and how it helps children and adults. (laughs) So, you know, go outside, throw the ball around, have some fun, and build some hand-eye coordination into your daily routine. That's it for today on Ed Talk. We just have four quick tips to help parents for at-home learning. I hope you enjoyed the four tips. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas, feel free to share because this is Ed Talk where we talk about anything and everything to do with education. And if you want to share just reach out to edtalkwithtamara at gmail.com. That's edtalkwithtamara, T-A-M-Y-R-A, at gmail.com. I look forward to all of your ideas. I love discussing things that you bring up and that you send me emails about. So let's keep discussing. I will um, definitely have more parent tips in the future because it sounds like a lot of you want some extra tips. We'll keep them short and sweet. And make them applicable to all various households out there. Wishing everyone a great day and a great weekend if you're listening to this on the weekend. All right. This is Ed Talk with Tamara. Glad you stopped by today. See you next time on episode nine.